Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says podcast, and it is Monday, July 18th. Been gone for a week. Yeah, took an unexpected, I know, I know it doesn't. How do you have an unexpected vacation? Well, I had one. <clears throat> um, it was a last minute deal. Buddy called and said, hey, do you want to go deep sea fishing with me in Florida? Sure. So we took off for Florida. Uh, and while we were down there, we had wanted to go to the Keys for a long time. And so my wife uh, drove from Fort Lauderdale down into the Keys. Uh, it's not really all that far, um, but you only get to go 35 or 40 miles an hour for the majority of it. So it just takes forever to get there. But uh, ended up in Key West, a beautiful area, hot as fuck, sweat everywhere. I don't have an orifice in my body that didn't have sweat pouring out of it in Key West, Florida. And they've got a problem down there. They uh, had a bunch of grass that uh, washed up from Africa. Um, There's some kind of grass or seaweed they've got in Africa that has crossed the Atlantic Ocean and is sitting uh, on the coast of Florida. In fact, it's along the whole eastern seaboard of the U.S. right now. These grasses that have rolled up and they're everywhere and uh, they don't know what to do with them and they stink. So when you pull them out of the ocean, well, if you don't even pull them out of the ocean, they stink either way because they're rotting um, and they're causing a big problem. But that, that was my trip. That's what, what happened. That's why the uh, the podcast went off for uh, for about a week there. My wife said, no, we're on vacation, and uh, I don't want you looking at the news. I want you off of TikTok. I want you off of Instagram, all social media, nothing. We're going to relax. Worst week of my life. <laughs> so it's good to be back. Um, we're going to go uh, in a couple different directions today. I want to talk to you about um, that life really is a highway. If you look at it, we'll get to that here in a moment. But in the meantime, let's take a look at some of the big issues that are going on around the world. The biggest issue that we have going on right now is the, the issue with gas and oil. Um, we are oil independent in our country. Well, we were under the orange guy. And today we're not. And the reason that we're not is because the dementia patient, for whatever reason, decided that he would rather go beg hat in hand to the Saudis for oil, as opposed to pulling it out of our own ground. We have the, the biggest oil reserves on the planet now. We, we have more oil than the Saudis. Why are they going there? Why, why are they going to the Saudis and asking for oil? Because they do not, for whatever reason, they do not want America being strong. I think I know what it is. I think you know what it is. But it's important for us to, to realize that these people that are in power right now either have no idea what the fuck they're doing or they have an agenda, a plan, and it's going according to plan, that they're, they're, they're executing a plan. The other day, Biden said the other day when they asked about uh, the, the issue with everybody stepping down, with Boris uh, stepping down from, from Great Britain. What did, what, what did Joe say? Well, it's part of the process. Well, what's the process? What are we going through, Joe? What's happening? What's the process? You're not sharing it with the American people. We're out here believing that we're we're trying to move forward and get over COVID. And you're saying, nope, people stepping down from their positions. Another one just happened in Estonia. The prime minister of Estonia just stepped down. We had the the execution of Abe, a close personal ally of Trump's. Not just, not just a political ally, but a personal friend. 
Folks, this is getting close to home, and it's it's getting worse. They're, they're setting it up. Look at the number of, of world leaders over the last six months that have either stepped down, been assassinated, or been disgraced. Look at what we've got going on. And then Joe goes to the Saudis, hat in hand, begging them for oil. And what did they say? Fuck you, Joe. Now, have you seen the footage? Have you seen the footage, the difference between how the Saudis, a royal family, how they welcomed Trump versus how they welcomed the pretender? Totally different. The men were singing and, and, and raising their sabers in the air. They were joyful that Trump arrived in their nation. Biden, silence. And he was going to make them the pariah, remember? Remember when Khashoggi got assassinated and, and disappeared and they, they blamed it on the crown prince? He may, be, he, he may have done it. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's no different. What the crown prince did is no different than what Trump did, what Bush did, what, what Biden has done, what, what Obama has done, what Clinton did. They've all done it. I'm sure they have. Either knowingly or unknowingly. That has happened. We have done the same thing as Americans. And then to turn it on them. How many times have we bombed nations? And nobody's supposed to be upset with us about it? Come on, man. And be serious about this shit. What we have right now is we have leadership in the White House. And yeah, he's there. He's the president. Regardless of what people want to think, that Q's in charge and, and President Trump is still carrying the football around, Joe Biden is the person in the White House right now. Regardless of all the other theories, all the other conspiracy stuff, regardless, Joe Biden is sitting in that office. He's signing bills. Whether right or wrong, he's the man doing it. And that's, that's how everyone on this planet is judging our country right now. Read any history book. They never attack when times are good. Your enemy never attacks when times are good. They always attack when you're weak. How weak do we look right now? That's why in New York City, they have PSAs now about what do you do in the event of a nuclear reaction? In the, in the event of a nuclear explosion in your area, what do you do? That's what the, the, city of the, the state of New York is um, promoting right now. They're talking about monkeypox. They're talking about uh, outages, uh, power fa failures, uh, cyber attacks. All of these different ways that we can be taken down. And, and what, are our, what are our people our leadership, what are they most concerned about right now? Of all the things that are going on in this country, what are on this planet, not even the country, all the things happening around the world, what are they most concerned about, most focused on? Roe v. Wade. The ability to kill their own. You see, this is what I think about Democrats. Think about, think about who they are. If you can, in your mind, justify Killing an unborn child because that unborn child may be a hindrance to you or a nuisance to you that, oh, I really don't want it. I definitely don't want him around if I'm still partying, right? It, if they can justify that because that baby is an annoyance, what do you think that they would justify doing to you? If they can kill their own what can they justify doing to you? I'm going to say it one more time. If they will go to the streets fighting for the right to kill their own child, how easy do you think it would be for them to fight for the right to kill you? 
It's not that much of a leap, folks. And they've already said it. Their ideology allows them to do anything that they want. They can justify anything that they want. There's nothing that's off the table. The means justify the ends. Or the ends justify the means. Either way, they can justify it. Well, it's wrong. It's wrong for anyone to die, except for that motherfucker. That motherfucker's got to go. That's what they do. Look at social media. Great example. They don't like what you say, so they silence you. What's the difference between that and death? They take your voice, they take your ability to speak on the public square. What's the difference between that and disappearing you? There is none. It's a digital disappearance. That's exactly what it is. They make you disappear digitally. The same as death. And that if they had the option, talk to them, find out, they'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, if we had the option, we'd kill you. That's exactly what they do. Because that's not who they are. And, well, that's not who we are. That's not... Bullshit. Your ideology. That's what your ideology is, Democrats. That's what your ideology is, is, liberals. It's your ideology. You can't escape it. The only way that you can escape your ideology is, is to look to conservatism. Because conservatism, the difference is, is that we look at everything we value on the value of, of human life and the individual. That's not the left. The left doesn't give two shits about human life. They say they do. They don't. Their actions show that. If you really care about human life, then you don't kill the unborn. And you don't go to the streets fighting for the right to kill for the unborn to, to kill the unborn. But again, this is the same group of people, the same party, the same ideology that allowed them to own people. They could justify in their hearts why it was okay to own people. Now today they'll, they'll say, well, that was the Republicans. Yeah, they've skewed history. The Republicans didn't own slaves. The Republican Party was formed specifically to abolish slavery. Just the opposite of what they believe in. Listen to Democrats and what they do on a regular basis. Um, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton made a statement, and I've got to play this. You've got to hear what she says. Listen closely to what Hillary says about us. The gaslighting that she's doing about us. The projecting that she's doing about conservatism. Here, listen closely. Any American says, look, I'm not a woman. This doesn't affect me. I'm not black. That doesn't affect me. I'm not gay. That doesn't affect me. Once you allow this kind of extreme power to take hold, you have no idea who they will come for next. There you have it. There you have it right there. The projection of the Democrat Party saying that these people are going to take your rights. No rights have been taken. They've been realigned to where they're supposed to be, meaning that the federal government doesn't have the right to come in and tell a state what it can and can't do. If the right is not enumerated in the Constitution, it goes back to the states. You don't like it? Move to a state where you can do what the fuck you want to do. You want to smoke pot? Move to California. Move to Colorado. Move to Nevada. You don't want to smoke pot? You don't want it even available in the state? Move to Indiana. You want to kill your unborn child? Go to California. Go, go to a blue state. Go to a state where they allow you to murder the unborn. That's what they're advocating for, people. So I go back again. If they can advocate for the murder, the homicide of their own children, do you think that you're safe? We're getting close to that point where we're going to find that out in this nation. 
We're going to find out just how close we get to civil war in this nation. We're seeing it right now in the streets. Fathers and sons having arguments about politics. Mothers and daughters having arguments about abortion. There's so many division, divisional uh, issues in this country right now, and they're down political lines. And the reason they're down political lines is because the Democrats have made them political. Has it ever been the right of anyone to kill their unborn child? It has not. In every society, from the beginning of time, it's been frowned upon at the very least. Frowned upon at the, in the very least. That's the least that they just frown upon it. Nobody's ever said, oh, this is fucking awesome. We should kill all the unborn. Look at all the fun we could have. Nobody would be busting our butts. We wouldn't have to work as hard. If we don't have children, we could have great lives. That's the ideology of the left. That, that's what they think. That's, what they, that's the way that they work. Uh, and the sooner that we come to uh, the, the realization that if they can justify killing their own, they'll have no problem justify, justifying killing us. That's why the Nazis were so capable of doing what they did. They could justify it. And everybody says, well, when you talk about the Nazis, you know, you're not really, the Democrats aren't really Nazis. It's the same ideology, folks. It's the same tactic, the same strategy. They do the exact same thing. Nothing changed. When was the last time that the people who were silencing other people were the good guys? I'll wait. I'll wait for your response. Yeah, it's never happened before. When was the last time that the group of people who hid election results, when was the last time they were the good people? They were the good guys. Those are the people that we should be trusting. When was the last time you heard about that happening? Again, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. That's why we're in trouble, folks. Because the people, the people that are in charge are the ones that are stealing the system, that have rigged the system. I give an example, and it's in the Republican Party as well. <laughs> it, 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 this, is, this is the exact same thing. If you think that you have an opportunity to run for office in this country as a Republican, well, in any party, without having to deal with the politics of that party, you're being naive. I'll give you an example. In Nevada, Tom Heck ran for governor. Um, they have a weird way. In, in Indiana, for example, you have to file first and then you run. In Nevada, you run, and then right before the uh, election, I think 60 days out, you get to come in and you get to to apply that you're going to actually run for office. Now, you've been campaigning maybe for a year, but that that the day that you sign that paper, um, you sit down, and I, I believe it's the, uh, the Secretary of State's office, you sit down in the Secretary of State's office, and you sign that piece of paper. That's when you're now a candidate. Up until then, the parties had nothing to say about you. You hadn't aligned with a party. You hadn't signed anything. You were still doing your own thing. But now you've aligned with a party. That happened on the 14th. I think it was the 14th of May. I'm sorry, 60 days prior, so it would have been in April. I think it was the 14th of April. Everybody that's running for office goes in and signs on the dotted line, I'm, I'm running for office. Now, they've already been campaigning for up to a year, but 60 days out, now they've confirmed with the party that they're going to run. And guess what happened three days later? All those guys, all those women signed that piece of paper, and then the party came in and said, okay, you, 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 you get to go on. The rest of you, fuck you. 
We're not going to give you any support. You do not get to go to the debates. You're not part of the process. The party handpicked those people. Think about that. You never even got to vote for the others. You didn't even know about the others because the Republican Party said, we've chosen you. We're going to choose you as a winner. We're going to present you before the people even had a choice to even hear from them. The people. Not the special interest groups. You see, here's the process in politics. When you go out and you run for office, um, you don't start running ads immediately. No, you have to build a base. And so you go around to all the little groups throughout your state and all the little old ladies and all the little old men that want you uh, to talk to them. And then they want to talk to you and they want to tell you what's important to them. And maybe, maybe they'll, they'll give you their blessing. And with their blessing, you move up the food chain. Yep. Get used to ask us and if you want to do that. That's why Trump was different. Trump sidestepped all of that. He didn't go through that process. He says, I'm going to be my own party. We'll be the MAGA party. He sidestepped all the rhinos. He sidestepped all the Democrats. He got past all that bullshit. That's why they didn't like him. That's why Hillary hates him with a passion. Because she's had to suck dick. Not literally, or her husband would be a happier man and wouldn't be fooling around with Monica Lewinsky and all the others and going off to Epstein Island, but I digress. But it's not just Hillary that's done that. No, all politicians had to suck dick and blow smoke up other people's asses to get to where they are. And when somebody sidesteps that process, they get pissed off. They want control. The party wants control. And so who do you think controls the party? It's the rich and elite of both sides. I've sat in many, many rooms where I sit there with the people. They're getting ready to, to fund a, a campaign or give a, a big donation. And um, if you don't think that those politicians are being bought in one way or another or being pressured, again, you're being naive. You see, the powers that be are always going to be the powers that be. Until they lose all of their money or their family gets large enough to where their nest egg can't support all of them, they're going to be what they're going to be. And they're going to take advantage of everything that's in front of them until they're caught or die. <laughs> that's how they operate. The kings of old, the rulers of old, do you think that it was any different then than it is now? Think about this clearly. Remove yourself from where you are and go to 30,000 feet and look down on the system that we currently have. Do we have poor? Yep. Do we have rich? Yep. Do we have a big group in between? Yep. It wasn't any different in Rome. It wasn't any different than 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago in this country. Our founding fathers, they were the one percenters. The ones that we hear about, the ones they talk about, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, uh, George Washington, all rich. They control it. Nothing's changed. The only way that you gain power in this country is through money. In fact, that's the way it is around the world. The Vatican, for example, the Catholic Church, worth billions and billions, if not trillions of dollars. They're a church. They're powerful because they're rich. 
Do you think that the Mongrove Baptist Church down on the corner from you, do you think that that church has the power that the Catholic Church has? No. Why? Money. It's power, folks. Money is power. And so the rich are always going to have it. The poor are never going to have it. And here's what happens next. In Sri Lanka, for example, their nation is falling. It's in, it's in decay. And what you saw, the footage that we've seen so far, is mobs tracking down the rich, murdering them in the, in the streets, raiding their homes for whatever they can get from their homes, and then they, then they go to the next person. Now, they think that they're getting rid of the problem. Here's the problem with that. The rich will always be here. Even if everyone was given tomorrow an equal amount of money and made everybody equal, within six months, there would be people that had nothing and there would be people who have everything that the, the people with nothing have. For whatever reason, through theft, through being conned, or just through pure stupidity. You're not going to get rid of the poor. You're not going to get rid of the rich. And you're not going to get rid of those of us in the middle. That never changes. Another thing that people don't talk about enough is the, the issue of legacy, meaning that the Vanderbilts and the big money from the turn of the century, many of those families are broke. And you'll talk to a Kennedy, for example, that is working a regular job. They're directly related to President Kennedy, but they are not rich. That family is not the wealth that it, it doesn't have the wealth that it used to have. So this mentality that, that the, the, the rich are always rich, that's not true. But the rich are always with us. Somebody takes that cash. When the Kennedys, when they've spent everything, somebody will replace them. That's why we don't have any Genghis Khans running around in the United States. That wealth has been dissipated. It's gone. Somebody else has it. And that's what we have to look at. We, we have to really evaluate things from that <laughs> lowest common denominator thing because what it, what it allows us to do is see things for what they really are and not what we're being told they are. That's how I evaluate everything. What's the lowest common denominator of this issue? Which leads me to what I want to talk about next. And that is the fact that, I'm sure you've heard it before, life is a highway. And all of the driving that I've done over the last, um, oh, I don't know, uh, probably six to eight weeks. Um, I've gone from West Coast to East Coast um, and driven it all. No airplane. No, I've been driving the, the country roads and the, the highways of, of the United States. And I've noticed something. There's a bunch of dumb motherfuckers on the roads in this country for more than, for more than one reason. Um, the people who don't use their turn signals amazes me. And then get, get pissed off when another person honks at them because they've come into their lane at 70, 80 miles an hour, no turn signal, and you're doing 90. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a speed freak. Um, you're doing 90, and they just pull into your lane like you can slow the fuck down. That's, that's what we've got, people. But it's worse than that. It's not just the people who don't know how to use their blinkers. Now, when I'm talking to you about this, I, I want you to put a, a different frame, a, 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 a different mindset on this. Don't just look at what I'm telling you um, and think about driving. I want you to apply this to your life. Everything that I'm about to talk to, to you about now, it's not driving. It's a life lesson in what we get hooked into, our thinking, our mentality, but in life. 
And I realized it in driving. When you've got, oh, I don't know, 17, 18 hours to drive, you, you know, or, or in one case, 38 hours to drive, that's a lot of time to think. Now, I know for you truck drivers that are listening right now, that's nothing. But for a guy that sits behind a computer all day long for the majority of the time, yeah, 38 hours behind a wheel, that's a long fucking time. I feel your pain. Uh, no wonder your seats uh, are one of the most valuable things in your trucks, right? Um, I, I, I realize this. How many times have you been going down the road and you're in the left lane and the right lane's completely open? How many times has that happened? You're in the fast lane and there's nobody in the slow lane. Nobody there. And so you think you're making great time because there's nobody in the slow lane and everybody's in the fast lane. But here's what you don't realize. The person at the very front of the fast lane is the one that sets the speed for everyone. They are the one that throttle your speed up or down. Now think about that in your life. How many times have you had somebody in front of you that was a hindrance to your success. It's no different than that person that's at the front of the line. They set the pace. They set how fast you can go and how soon you get to your goal or, or, or your destination. They set that. And so how many times have you been in that left lane and the speed limit, let's say is 70, and the person in that fast lane is doing 70 or 69, even worse, or 65? How many times have you been there? But you stay there in the left lane because it's the fast lane. That's the fast lane. Don't go into the slow lane. No. You see, folks, the speed limit is the same in all lanes. Did you know that? Yeah, the, the right lane or the left lane, same speed. And if you're going to speed, does it really make a difference if you're in the right lane or the, or the left lane? Now, people will tell you, do not pass. Do not pass on the right. It's dangerous. Don't do that. Uh-huh. It is dangerous for drivers in the left lane that think they're going fast, that think they're going to the speed limit, that think they're getting ahead, and they're not. They're not paying attention to their surroundings. Yes, it's dangerous for them. But for the rest of us that know what we're doing, I use the right lane all the time. I use the right lane to pass because people in the left lane don't use it. They're stuck. They think they're in the fast lane. They think they're moving fastest. They think they're going the fastest. They're not but they're holding everybody else back. So many times you'll see me in my little, my little sports car zipping in and out of traffic. Yeah, I'm that asshole because I'm not going to be held back by somebody that has just determined how fast the speed of the highway is. The Karen up in front. Oh, it's the speed limit's only 70. Everybody should only, only do 70. And, and I'm going to ensure that everybody does that. And anybody who doesn't do that, it's no different in life, people. As I said, the right lane is, is, is how I make record time. I will go by a mile of people in the left lane doing 68 miles an hour in a 70-mile zone or, or slower. It actually happened. We were in a, we were, I could not believe this. They were doing, it was, um, uh, they were doing uh, 62 miles an hour in a 75-mile-an-hour speed zone. 62 in the left lane. Semis were moving faster on the right lane. But people refuse to get out of the left lane because they're, 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 they're locked in. That's how you get ahead. You're in the fast lane. You're in the passing lane. You're going fastest as you can. The right lane is going to hold you back. Meanwhile, the right lane is moving faster. And you're wondering, how am I get, getting left behind by these semis doing 75 miles or doing 70 miles an hour? 
75 miles an hour. How is that possible? Because you're, you're letting somebody else set your pace in front of you. You're not setting your pace. You're allowing somebody else to do it for you. And then you're too shy to go around the right. Well, because that's dangerous. I've, I've been told not to do that. It's more dangerous to be in that line that is breaking all the time because everyone wants to go faster than the person in the front, but the person in the front is limiting that speed. Do you follow me? Do you see what I'm saying here? That's currently what's happening in our country. Our president, yes, he's the president. The guy that's in office, he's there. Nobody's showing up and calling Trump president. Nobody's showing up and calling Q president. The guy in the White House is president. Whether you like it or not, he's there. And that's what we have to deal with and get out of this fantasy land that somebody's going to come and save us. It's going to be you and I that do this. How do I know? How do I know that it's going to be you and I? Because the people who pass on the right... The people who pass on the right see what's going on. They see who's holding us back. And they want to get ahead of them. And if you're in that left lane, just trusting that everything's going to be okay, that someone else is doing all the fighting for you, don't be surprised when you see me zipping up by the side of you on the right. Because I refuse to be ruled by someone else, whether it be in Washington, D.C. or on the highway. I don't need a Karen telling me how fast I can go. And I don't need a Karen in D.C. telling me how to live my life. There is no difference. The reason we're in the situation we're in in this country right now is because you and I have refused, for whatever reason, up to this point, to take part in the process of governance, watching these people and what they're doing and the little things that they're doing for themselves. Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, has spent over a million dollars investing in NVIDIA as Congress gets ready to go discuss what they're going to do with building out uh, semiconductor companies or factories in the U.S. Nancy Pelosi says that she wants her people out of, you know, doing those kind of things while her husband does it. She doesn't lead by example. She doesn't even care. And that's where we are. That's why we have the problems that we have because she feels that she has the freedom to do that. They all do. All of these politicians, none of them hold themselves up to a higher standard. I mean, a great example would be Biden and, and, and Hunter Biden. The mere fact that we've seen the drug use that this man has done and he's walking around free, I can guarantee you Hunter Biden has drugs on him right now today. He's got to. He's a drug addict. They're on his person. All he would have to be is, is pulled over and boom, it's done. But they won't do it because they protect their own. That's how it works. That's the leverage. You see, there's, some, there's somebody that knows exactly what Hunter Biden has done. They're, they're completely um, 100% um, apprised of, of what the, the images are uh, on his laptop um, and they do nothing. I've seen those images. You've seen some of them probably. You've seen the new ones that are coming out. What they're able to show is nothing. What you've been, been able to see is nothing. What Hunter Biden did with those young kids is unconscionable. And hopefully those images will make it to the front pages of, of publications around the world here shortly to showcase how sick not only Hunter Biden is, but the people who have allowed him to continue his, his hedonistic activity with children 
and they've seen it. They can't say that they don't know about it. They've seen it. They've had the hard drives. They've had the computers. So it leads me back to where I started initially. These people will gaslight you and project on you all day long. But when they have real crimes within their own ranks, they cover them up and the media helps them with it. And at some point, at some point, all of these people have to be held accountable. One way or the other. I hope that it's at the ballot box. I hope it's with indictments. I hope that um, it's legal. I fear it won't be. My fear is that it's only going to get worse. And why? Because the people in charge of making it better are the ones that are creating the problems. And you can't solve a problem if the problem is being caused by the people in charge of solving it. And that's where we are. So the only other option that we have is in the ballot box this fall. And I will say it one more time. I don't have any faith in the ballot box this fall. Why should I? Change rules at the last minute? Unconstitutional rules, both federally and state? Nothing happens. I'll leave you with this. You've been asking for the longest time, how do I get involved? What do I do? How do I become a part of this? Well, the first thing is, we're building that right now. Um, It doesn't cost you anything, but your time. Because we're going to show you, we're going to give you the resources on the places that you can spend your time helping your local community, ensuring that the elections this fall are secure. And if they're not, then you raise your voice, you raise your concern, you tell You tell these politicians, you tell these elections officials that you refuse as an American to have your vote watered down through cheating. One person, one vote. My vote should matter just as much as yours. And it doesn't right now because there's no transparency in the system. And the people in charge won't show us what they're doing or what was done. And then they call us the crackpots. We're the threat to democracy. Transparency is never a threat to democracy. Now, I know we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. You get what I'm saying. The only threat that we have to our constitutional republic is when we allow those in power to tell us they're not going to tell us what happened. We've forgotten that they work for us. All of them. Every single one works for you and I, regardless of the party. And if I walk in, I should be able to see that information because I fucking paid for it. You paid for it. And this right here is the thing that we've got to do next. We have to hold these people accountable. That's what we're building on Kramer Says. Uh, We're revamping what Kramer Says is. We've been talking about it for weeks. Um... Um, We're working on it. We're trying to build uh, a community. If you are a graphic designer, if you're a web designer, if you're a video editor, if you're a journalist, if you're anybody that works with inside the news realm and you want a voice in what we're doing next, we welcome you. Sign up at syndication at kramersays.com. Syndication at kramersays.com. Let us know what you can do. We'll tell you what we're looking for. But if you're, if you're good at researching, if you're good at compiling information, that's what we need. It's time that we start compiling the information ourselves. 
It's time that we start presenting the information ourselves as citizens and stop waiting on somebody else to do it for us. Great example is the shooting that happened in Greenwood, Indiana yesterday. It's a mass shooting at a mall. Man walked into the food court. Some kind of rifle. I don't know what kind of rifle it was. They haven't shared that information yet. But he goes into the food court and starts firing. In a gun-free zone. He's in a gun-free zone firing his weapon. Shot three people, killed them. Shot another two, wounded them. Then he was shot by a 22-year-old who decided to fuck the food court rules and carried in his gun, exercised his right to defend himself and potentially others. Now, they won't tell you about that. They won't tell you that it was a gun-free zone, that a young man decided, I'm not going to abide by their rules. I'm going to abide by the Constitution, regardless of what they say. I still have a right to protect myself. They don't have rules. They aren't there protecting him. There was no security guards there with guns to fire back. It was an armed citizen that did that. They won't tell you that part. That's why it's important for us to do it ourselves. That's why it's important for us to be the news source. As you've seen, if you follow me on any social media, I don't give two fucks what the rules are. I say what I'm going to say regardless. Have to start a new account? So be it. Get kicked off? So be it. I'm called uh, all kinds of names? So be it. I don't care. I have an agenda. I know what we want to accomplish. And the way that we do that is by never stepping down, not changing our language, nothing. Those idiots on the left, they say, well, you guys, you guys call it a jab on, on social media because you couldn't say vaccine. No, we call it a jab because it's not a vaccine. It's a medication, but it's not a vaccine. You can say it a million times. It's a jab. It's a medication. That's it. It is not a vaccine. Again, I don't change my language for anyone. The only person I change my language for is my parents. I don't cuss around my parents, or I try not to. That's it. And that, that is due to respect. Nothing else. The respect of my parents. And every once in a while, I fuck up around them. But the rest of the planet? Fuck y'all. And I, I mean that. And you should say the same thing to me. You see, that's the game that I play. I don't play this, this one-sided rule thing. Whatever's good for me is also good for you. So if you don't if you don't like my opinion, feel free to tell me to fuck off. They did when I said there was no cue. You see, the, even those of us on the right have have divisions within inside our own ranks. And I've been called every name in the book. In fact, two accounts that I had on TikTok were taken down not by the left; they were taken down by conservatives because they didn't like what I had to say about Q. That Q does not exist. There is no Q. There is no group of, of white hats working behind the scenes to defend your rights. Not happening. It's happening by people like myself that are doing that work behind the scenes, doing podcasts, doing videos, creating content, showing up at the meetings, talking to politicians, talking to future leaders on what we're going to do next. What happens next? What happens after the elections? What happens if the elections aren't allowed to happen? That's what we're discussing. If you're not talking with your friends and neighbors about what's going to happen in the next three and a half months, you're not prepared. It's more than just food and water in your homes. It's more than just having firearms and lots of ammo in your homes. It's being prepared 
for what's going to happen one way or the other. Let me walk you through what the election is going to happen this fall. It's either going to be, it's, it's binary. It's, it's white or black. There's no in between. The elections will either go off and be highly contested and the Democrats will take to the streets because there's going to be a bloodbath. Democrats are going to lose across the nation. That's what the, that the, the polling currently shows. That's one scenario. The other is they don't allow the elections to happen. We have something in this country that happens that we've got to, we've got to pause these elections for 60 days. Those are the two options. Option one, we're going to have riots in the streets because the Democrats are pissed off that they just got, just got demolished and potentially demolished for 20 years. And on the other hand, we've got violence in the streets because they didn't allow the elections to happen. There is no good outcome here. This fall is going to be dangerous in this country. That's in addition to the food shortages, the high gas prices. Gas just went over $100 a barrel today. Uh, Joe went to the Saudis last week, begged them, hat in hand, please give us more oil. We are an oil-independent country, and he's begging the Saudis for more oil. That's why I know we're in trouble. That's why I know that they're not going to solve anything. They can't. Their ideology refuses to allow America to be the strongest nation on the face of the earth. They can't have it. They can't out have it. They believe in a one world government. That's what they want. That's what all of them want. And, and if they say that they don't, then they're being disingenuous. Because if you're not fighting against it, then you're for it. If you're not in the streets, you're for it. If you're not calling, if you're not emailing, if you're not writing letters, if you're not knocking on the doors of the people that represent you and saying, I'm tired of you doing what you're doing, you have to stop doing that. If you're not doing that, you're getting exactly what you deserve. That's how you get out and help. You do it locally first. Hold your school board accountable. Hold your city council accountable. Hold your mayor and your sheriff. Hold them accountable. Not just accountable legally, but constitutionally. And not just the Constitution, but the spirit of the Constitution. Meaning, yeah, I know that's legal, but should you really be doing it? No, you shouldn't. And there's a ton of issues like that. We've seen the videos across social media of the police officers who have no idea what the fuck the law is, let alone the Constitution. That's a problem. Why do you think the black community has a big problem with the police? Do you think it's because the police are overreaching? In some cases, yes. But I, I, I think that it's the lack of knowledge on the police departments more than it is anything else. And it's not their training of, of how to deal with people. It's not their training in how to, to operate a vehicle. It's not their firearms training. It's their understanding of the Constitution at its core. That when you walk up on somebody, that you really know what the limitations of the Fourth Amendment are. Not what you're allowed to do up to this point, but what the spirit of the Fourth Amendment was all about. It's that training that we're lacking. So many officers, especially small departments, have no idea what the Constitution says. They pull people over because they're suspicious of them. That's not allowed, guys. That's a Fourth Amendment violation. That's what we have to start standing up to. We stand up locally first and we support those who have been, regardless of what their color is, regardless of what their religion is, regardless of what their background is, we support them when they've been treated unfairly, even if they're from a group that we don't like. A violation of your rights is a violation of everyone's rights and vice versa. 
If you don't understand that, that you have to stand even for your enemy when they've been done wrong by the system, if you don't understand that you're part of the problem. I was told the other day I was talking to a person who I really admire, and they said, well, I'm a little racist. I go, you're a little racist? That's like being a little pregnant. You got to explain that one to me. Well, there's a couple of guys that I know. Well, you're not racist. You hate two people. You don't like two people. That's not being racist. That's two people you don't like. Do do you hate them because of their color or do you hate them because of who they are and they just happen to be this color? Well, yeah, it's that. Then you're not racist. You just hate two black people. Do you hate them all? Well, no. (laughs) Then you're not racist. (laughs) You, You can hate people. You can hate people that are black or white or Hispanic or Asian or any mix thereof. Because at this point, for the most part, America is all mutts. We don't have very many pure breeds in our country anymore, right? We're all mutts. And as anybody knows, mutts are always the best pets. They're always the best. Why? Well, because they're the most laid back. They're not erotic. No, they're not like the pure breeds. And our elite, they're the pure breeds. They don't want mixing inside their families. Look what happened with the royal family when they got a person of color inside the family. What the fuck happened there, huh? And the media is silent on it. Silent on the fact that the royal family you know, just didn't like the fact that they had someone a little bit darker than them in the family. Can you imagine the, the portraits from this, this point on? That's why he'll never be king. Ever. That's why he had to, to pull himself away from the family. He said he did it. He was pushed out. He knew what he was doing the moment that he did it. Didn't care. But now that he's lost all of his money, he's back to the family, sucking up to the family again. But nothing changes, folks. Nothing changes. The only way things change is if you get involved, if you take action. You can take action in a number of different ways. You can help us at Kramer Says. I'm imploring that you do that. If you if you have the capability of helping us with research, graphic design, video design, web design, any of the things in media, we need help. No, there's no pay right now. <laughs> we're working on that. We're, we're working on monetizing it. But what I've been doing for the last two years, I've been doing on my dime because I think it's important enough that we start, we really impress people with the importance of understanding their rights. Because this nation right here, the ground that you stand on in this country is the only pay, place on the face of the earth where these rights are written on a document and, and have been, defend, been defended, I'll get it out, been defended by millions of souls who've lost their lives on the beaches of foreign shores to stand up for what we do here. And people go, well, that's not true. They died there. You're right. So it wouldn't come here. And it came here through the back door because we weren't paying attention. Now we have to pay attention. So get involved locally. Do your thing. Jump in. Make your voice heard. When you hear or you see somebody being uh, treated unfairly, be their voice. Speak up. Don't be shy. The left isn't. There's a bunch of fucking Karens out there. A ton of them. And it's now time to start being us. U.S. citizens. Fuck the Karens. We're done with the Karens. It's time for the little mean girl in the playground to go home. We're done. You see, we don't need her ball anymore. We don't need her rules. We bought our own ball. We got our own rules. So... Karen, you can go home. We're done with you. This is America. We do what the fuck we want. We're a free people, and we don't need you telling us what to do. It's America. Fuck off, bitches. (laughs) And now that we've come full circle, that does it for us today. Uh, Remember... 
It is America. You can tell people to fuck off. That's your right. It's on paper. We have a, We have an excuse. Uh, it's called the Constitution. It says you can do, do or say whatever the fuck you want to do with inside the law. And that they can't fuck with you. Shouldn't fuck with you. And if they do, they're the ones in trouble. You've got to remember that in the back of your head. So with that being said, that wraps up today's show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. We will be back tomorrow with another one. In the meantime, let me uh, give you a little um, uh, notice here. Uh, I personally will be at CPAC next month. If you're a fan uh, and you're going to be a CPAC as well, hit me up at syndication at kramersays.com. Let me know. Maybe we can get together and go out and get drinks or something and discuss how to solve today's problems uh, and what we're doing next with Kramer Says. We're super excited about it. Kramer Says TV is just down the road. Cannot wait for you to see what we're doing there. Kramer Says TV is on the way. It will not be Kramer Says TV forever. That's just a working name right now. So we're figuring all of that out. If you'd like to be a part of the process, join us. Let us know at syndication at KramerSays.com. My name is Kramer. I'll see you tomorrow. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com.